we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey everybody, it's Michael Antonovich. We're going to do a uh, Fly Racing Swap Moto Live podcast with Jason and Dominic, the producers, directors, creators, filmers, media guys, I, pretty much everything that goes along with uh, This Is Moto, these guys are in charge of it. Uh, last night we caught the second, second run of their new video, This Is Moto, uh, first part of a new chapter between these two. It's excellent. Uh, if you've ever watched any of the Moto, the movie series, you've seen these guys' handiwork. So they're on their way back home to San Luis Obispo today, but next week they start an East Coast tour uh, through the Midwest all the way back. So while we got some time with them before they start the journey, I figured, hey, let's sit down, let's have some coffee, let's talk about this movie because it's it's incredible. I Dude, I had goosebumps the whole time I watched last night. There were a couple parts where, like, my heart was in my throat just because I'm like, Dude, this is this is race like this is why everybody wants to ride motorcycles. So, congrats to you boys. Thanks, man. It's a big compliment. How does it feel? It's it's pretty insane. I, I must say, Dom and myself, we put everything we have this year into this project. Um, we're kind of like you guys at, at Swap this year. We had such a big transition, you know, and we're like, do we want to keep doing this? Do we want to, you know? Uh, do something else we we didn't we weren't really sure we had nothing uh, at the beginning of the year no cameras no money nothing and so to be sitting here right now and be able to have a movie um, to show in front of you guys all within really nine months time has been crazy and it really hasn't set in honestly uh, we we got the opportunity to work uh, with Taylor Congdon and the mode of the move mode of the movie series for uh, you know the past uh, three four years and learned a lot but wanted to do stuff our own way this year. So uh, we changed the name of the company from Moto the Movie to the Moto Co. Uh, the new movie called This Is Moto features eight of the sports top riders. And we wanted to kind of sprinkle in a little bit more um, lifestyle personality and really show people, you know, who the riders are. So we, uh, we think people like it, you know. Yeah, I mean, that was... How big ever the venue was last night? Four hundred something seats. Yeah, three hundred and ninety. Okay, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. sold out. Yep. I mean, that's sold huge. out to sell out. Uh, I think everybody outside of California has this misconception that if you come to California, it's just moto everywhere. And yeah, you do see a lot of bikes, but there, it, it's kind of difficult sometimes to get people that are so oversaturated by the industry to come out and support things. So for that many people to show up at some little movie theater next to the beach was huge. So. Yeah. It'll get better as you guys go to the East Coast. Yeah, SoCal is always like the toughest premiere for us. We have uh, 28 premieres total this year, and, and we always go into SoCal a little nervous because, like you said, as industry filled as it is down here, it's tough to get people to come, you know, to see a movie. Um, where we have, you know, like Boise, Idaho, we sell it out at 800 people, or Denver, Salt Lake City, or all, the Pacific Northwest, you know, they really like when you know we have our premieres and all that stuff so to have it be sold out last night was such a surreal feeling and stoked to see what the rest of the tour holds give me a uh, a breakdown of who does what so jason we'll start with you what is your actual duties like everybody 
you guys do split the filming and the editing and all that stuff, but one guy has to have a little bit more of a strength or a department than the other guy, so break it down for me. Yeah, totally. So the, the funny thing that most people don't know is the whole company is two people, myself, Jason Plow, and Dominic Russo. Um, I kind of handle all the business stuff, um, everything. You know, and we, we have the movie, but we also have our business that we're trying to, you know, start and run and fund and all that good stuff. Uh, I actually never was a filmer. I still to this day don't consider myself a filmer, which is hilarious. Um, but Moto, I think it was Moto 9, I had to kind of step up to the plate and uh, start filming a little bit. And so Dom... Dom went to school for photography. He's really good at it. And uh, we just spent every day him teaching me how cameras work and how to do it. I obviously, I grew up loving motocross and motorcycles, so I know what I want to see. But being able to film it is a completely different thing. So anyways, I, I help uh, with the filming, but I consider myself the B filmer. Dom is the A filmer. And uh, yeah, I while Dom's doing his thing, I'm, you know, scheduling the tour, working with sponsors, uh, and obviously the riders and going on all the shoots. You can tell them a little bit what you do. Yeah. I do everything to, uh, I'm so glad I don't have to do all his crap, but, uh, yeah. So like he said, I'm a, the filmer or the main filmer, I guess you could say I started as just a photographer actually three and a half years ago. And then, uh, essentially just talked Taylor into letting me try to film. And then, I had never even edited anything except a couple wedding videos, and I was like, well, you should let me edit. And then I just learned how to edit essentially on the spot. And um, so, yeah, I, I take care of all the creative uh, creative stuff. Uh, I don't have to do the photography anymore, which was always a big battle of trying to do, like, well, juggle a lot of different things. You know, you're making a movie first off, but you have to be able to market the thing. So we would walk out of a shoot with, like, five photos you know and yeah i remember we went to that one at the saint anthony sand dunes with hill and axel and it was like hey could we get some photos because you were you were tied pretty tight about what you could do and because yeah. you had to you know set one camera down and pick up the next one yeah i think that was like the second shoot i'd ever filmed on if i'm not mistaken um or, or pretty pretty close to that anyway so um yeah i i do all the editing um i have a guy that i have come in he works in hollywood a lot uh he's our post-production supervisor his name's desi ortiz and he essentially just cleans up all my mistakes. Um, there's just a lot of things that go into like uh, into the movie, like coloring, sound design, um, all that stuff. That there's so many like little technical details that are so hard to learn when you don't really have anybody to teach you. And there's not a lot of info on the internet because there's not a lot of people doing exactly what we're doing to the scale. Or and those people have all of the the right people already in house. So that guy comes and helps me get everything really dialed but uh, the majority of the editing yeah is, is done uh done by me okay um we'll go into some technical talk because they're dude everybody's got a youtube channel hey, I we're, mean, we're drinking coffee too i feel real techie and uh, yeah and, nerdy, and so it's awesome uh also apologies for the background noise uh revolution roasters is where we're at it's like literally right on pacific coast highway in oceanside california so it's like one of the busier streets but it's one of the better spots to go to like, yeah and it's a beautiful day yeah it's southern california day it's i know right? it's every day so Technical talk, um, what are you guys shooting on? I, I shoot on Sony equipment right now. I know there's a big personal preference, and there's always a debate of, like, yeah, we do this or we use this. We use this, you know, editing software. Give me the breakdown on what you guys use for this whole video. Man, I, I want to make fun of you for being a Sony guy, but I actually like Sony's a lot. So it's, they're hard to get around, though. That's the only thing I don't – they're not very user-friendly, but they look great. Um, yeah, so we shoot uh, Red Ravens. Um, 
you know, this is a really big expense to get into this whole deal. So we knew that we had to shoot reds because we, we needed um, to have cameras that shoot raw. Um, which for everybody who doesn't know, raw is just essentially like the camera captures exactly what it's seeing and doesn't make any type of changes to it. So it's this really dense, like huge file that has a lot of information in it. So um, we went with the Ravens because they're the most cost effective for that red makes. I think, you know, they're, they're the cheapest uh, model, um, which doesn't mean they're cheap but uh, they, they get the job done pretty well. Uh, we have a Sony that we use for like a B, or like a uh, behind the scenes cam, but we don't even end up using it that much because it's kind of a pain. And we couldn't afford any lenses for it, so we just use Canon lenses and auto, I mean uh, manual focus, so that, that'll get you. But uh, uh, we shoot, we have an Inspire 2 drone, um, which works pretty dang well. Uh, and then I edit in Premiere Pro, which is kind of the industry standard, I guess you could say, just because Adobe products all work well, when they work, they work really well together. Um, when they work. Oh my gosh, dude, Premiere Pro has so many bugs all the time, it's horrible, but but it's a good program aside from that, you know? Um, yeah, so I think uh, that about covers the techie side, I guess. We, we rented a couple cameras, like a GH5 for one of the shoots, just to have a, a nice B cam that shot a little slow-mo, and um, going on, oh, we have a gimbal, but it's it was like such a pile of crap, because we tried to, we tried to get something that we could have, afford with our budget so we're gonna definitely upgrade next year for that okay when you're walking around like when i go to the nationals or i go to supercross and i got like a couple thousand dollars of equipment on me yeah. i'm like so terrified of like taking a rock to the lens or the screen or something dude some of the stuff that i saw you guys walking up and down though and you're like tens of thousands of dollars invested at that point um how nerve-wracking is that i don't it you know it should probably be more nerve-wracking than it is i guess like it trips me out all the time, you know. You just make sure the tri tripod's tight and sling it over your uh, over your shoulder. You know, there's so much money over there, and we're running and going up and down and stuff, and slipping all the time. We're crossing creeks, and I guess we're not idiots, you know, and we're not like we're not foolish. We never have been, and so I'm not gonna go down or, or, or walk across something I don't think I can make. Uh, I think Jason's the same way. The only time I get really freaked out is when like. There was some really big stuff that we had to go up and down with Tom. Yeah, like, like a couple hundred feet. Like oh, like almost like, a thousand. Yeah, yeah, like a, probably seven or eight hundred feet. That one I had to walk up with the gimbal, and it was so steep. I wanted to go down, back down so bad, but I wanted that shot, and I didn't even end up using that shot, which is terrible. But uh, half the time he would just be like, "Dude, just get on the back." I'm like, "No, man, I'll walk." He'd be like, "No, just get on the back." And I mean, some of the stuff we went down and up, and I'm trying to hold on to the gimbal and hold on to him as we're just ripping down like the biggest dunes ever. That's when I get scared. But if it's just me walking, I don't really care. It, but occasionally you do get roosted, and and the camera fills up with dirt. And you're like, well, Red would totally cry if they saw what just happened to that camera. But they just keep on, keep it on. All right, so let's get into the actual. I mean, plot. It's not like really. A plot plot it's just eight amazing writers at one time um how did you guys pick the roster that you had this year is that a a sponsor designated thing because there are quite a few industry partners that are in there that would probably say like hey could we get one of our people in here or two or is that more just like yeah we're going to do whatever we want to do so a little bit of both um but we we decided we felt that the motor of the movie series had too many writers 
and uh, so they had the 11 to 13 riders per year and sometimes you wouldn't even see the rider's face you know it just and so we wanted to create a platform that the riders would feel that they're a little more invested uh, and so dropping it down to eight riders allowed for uh, six minute on average segments um, which gives you plenty of time to kind of do some stuff um, as far as you know picking the riders we always start with like okay with this new series we need you know two free riders we always want an amateur we had our first ever um, female athlete vicky golden this year um, so every year moving forward we want like i said some free riders some motocross racers a female athlete uh, amateur athlete and you know a couple trail guys or whatnot um it, it kind of sucks though because eight riders isn't a lot, you know. And so you have it's yeah, it's like slim pickings. You're like, oh, but I want to work with you, but I want to work with you, and and uh, but it's a good problem to have, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean the sponsors do play a little bit of a role, um, but not as much as you would think. Um, we try to work with sponsors and like, hey, you wanna you wanna you know get them in or whatever, and sometimes they're they're all about it and other times they're like now nah, you just do what you want you know so which is cool that we have that freedom um but yeah i mean the eight riders is is it's a cool formula i i think we're definitely going to stick with it i really hope that uh, when this movie releases you know next year we um the eight riders that we have picked are you know stoked to be a part of it you know we spent two weeks with Tom Parsons and then uh, you know you we actually uh, unfortunately but fortunately we love Dean Wilson like tremendously he's one of our favorite guys um, but he had to fly back to California for team stuff while we were in Florida and uh, you know we're just sitting there and so we we did his whole segment in one day you know which is like yeah it's it's insane to you know we have one day to, to work with him Granted, like I said, it's not his fault. It's just how it kind of played out. Um, but our luck is we go to the track, and he's like, okay, hey, guys, I'm going to do 230s. Well, it started pissing rain on us, like, halfway through. The drone, uh, we were in a no-fly zone, and so we couldn't even use the drone, you know. And so it just felt like that shoot. We had a lot of bad luck. And, and moving forward, we just can't have that happen anymore. His segment, if I didn't mention anything, you wouldn't be able to tell. Um, like he did a really good job at being like open and honest you know he wasn't your his typical dean that you would expect where you see dean you're like oh this is gonna be like grandpa earl or something funny you know that's kind of the side that everybody knows and it was really cool that he wanted to just open up about like kind of the reality of of some of the things he's been through yeah it's really hard to find this balance of like how do you tell the story and give it the emotion and the full weight of what it is without it becoming depressing or scaring people off because it's hard, man. And you don't want it to make it look like just like full banger shots all the time. Like there has to be some context between like how amazing writing is, but also how brutal it can be at the same time. Yeah. Those are the stories we wanted to really tell. We didn't want to like just do surface level stuff, you know, because you can find that anywhere. It's like, oh, I started writing when I was 13 or blah, blah, blah. You know, like that stuff's all cool, but, but I want people that already know those things to walk out of the theater and be like wow i learned something really cool about that person or on the other side i want somebody who has no interest in riding like the girlfriends the moms the sisters that come to our premieres uh and i want them to walk out and be like wow that was actually kind of interesting and i think that we did a decent job at that this year but yeah you're right it's totally hard to not make things depressing sometimes it's, it's really hard because 
and not to knock anybody else's thing, you know, I mean, I, I find the same thing when I write like a written interview. I don't want to make it look like some sob story or something like that. I want it just like, hey, man, it's brutal. It's, it's, it's hard as hell to do this stuff. You have to live it every single day. And there's a lot of highs and lows that come with it. Uh, when everybody does see the video, the big takeaway from Dean's deal is like everybody knows how bad Dean's career had went, you know, from those KTM days where he missed so much time to come back. But it was cool that he like said, yeah, I'm not. I'm not obsessing about results anymore. I'm just enjoying it for what it is. And that's cool that you guys were able to show Dean's new outlook. And I think you're the first people that really have shown that, aside from the Grandpa Earl and the fun stuff. Um, going back a little bit more, there's always, like, there's always something that lures everybody in. So Tom's segment, like you said, two weeks of filming, his backstory was just amazing to hear up front. Uh, I think everybody knows Tom's, like, one of the better – riders in the world right now can throw an amazing whip especially for 37 yeah 38 38 yeah but then i mean a lot of people knew like yeah the kid had the the big old track down in florida that was the big practice facility and all that stuff but that was a cool deal to show like hey i tried to race as i tried to race i had to maintain this balance of things happening at home all these things going on um how is it for you guys to get riders to open up uh it's, it's kind of easy in a way um, because Dom and I, we just try to be ourselves. And, and when we're with the riders, like we end up most of the time, if we don't know the rider, I feel like when we leave the shoot, we're, we're good friends with them. Right. And so if it's a, if it's a fun environment and everyone's all happy and, and they understand kind of the platform that we're bringing to the table, like a lot of times they also want to open up, you know, Tom put his, I mean, he put so much work into this segment, uh, you know. Was- Sorry to interrupt. Uh, the fact that some of the footage that you guys had found, that was amazing. I've never seen somebody do that lately, and especially how just perfectly it spliced in and told the story, too. That was, that was like, pretty pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he put countless, countless hours into his segment, and, and he's proud of it. He hasn't even seen it yet. He's going to see it uh, next Monday in Boston for the first time. He's coming on uh, all the East Coast stops with us, which is awesome. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and then to work with, like, Derek Beckering, you know, n- as as unbelievable of a rider as he is not that many people know who he is and so for us to be able to kind of show the world like who he is and what he's about you know is is awesome and yeah what he does for a living and his injuries and all that stuff um but yeah i mean dom does an insanely good job at interviewing the riders and kind of getting you know a guy like dean to to open up a little bit so i gotta give dom props on that because he handles all the interviews so I, I, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Shout out to my boy Joe Rogan. You know, I, a typical dude, but uh, the dude, I've learned so much from him. And uh, and I just enjoy how it feels when you sit down and have just a conversation, essentially, with somebody. You know, like, even, like, Derek Becker, I mean, he wasn't, uh, he would tell you, you know, he's not good in front of a camera. He was super nervous about his interview. But, like, we just kind of, like, set the cameras up and then sat there like we were having a conversation. And we've just found that that works really well and and I just I think we're just pretty good at making sure that people don't feel pushed and that they yeah we're just we're just kind of hanging you know and we're we're like we just try to make sure that people know that hey this is like we're doing this because uh, we're genuinely genuinely interested in what you have to say you know and uh, yeah so it works out somehow yeah and that's the big thing that I do too like with people like I never 
there's obviously stuff I know that goes on behind the scenes, and that if I ever brought some of it to light, it would just start such a shitstorm of problems. And you guys don't do that. Like, it's very easy to go down that rabbit hole where you can't back out, and then you lose the person's trust, and then you have all these other issues that go along with it. But yeah, it was great. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Derek Beckering. That was, uh, wow. That when, when people see that part, uh, there's so many takeaways from that, from how brutal what he went through is but also how cool it is that the guy has like figured out a way to make a living riding a motorcycle instead of it just being track days all the time or or chasing gold medals or something like looks like dude makes a pretty good living has a lot of fun has freedom to do what he wants to pick a guy like Derek to put in this put in the video and give him the last segment which if you know anything about action sports videos that's the heaviest segment of the video um, how did you pick him well, we, we got the opportunity to meet him in Moto9 uh, when we filmed with all the, with actually Tom Parsons and the, the Kernside boys, um, you know, Scranny and uh, Jimmy Hill and, and Derek. And, and when we were filming Derek, we're like, man, he could give Tom a run for his money, you know, as far as the free ride department goes. On, like, the most road Yeah, I mean, he, really yeah, he had a bald tire and couldn't even afford, uh, you know, gear when we met him in Moto9, you know, and so the whole circus deal came after that, and uh, luckily he's, he's doing all right right now, which is awesome. But back to the eight riders, uh, you know, I mentioned we, we want to have a, a female and the amateur. We also every year want to have, like, the underdog, and uh, so that's how we chose him is we're like okay no one knows who he is he's gonna leave a you know an, a huge impression on the movie and uh moving forward who's gonna be our underdog no clue <laughs> we know we we thought about maybe doing like a, a fun competition where you know we choose five guys and let people vote online or something you know and, and i don't know we'll, we'll figure that out but uh yeah i mean working with guys like derek's the best because they are so appreciative and you know it was a dream for him to get a his own part in a movie you know it's just a, a lifetime goal of his and we were able to make that happen and it benefited us even more than it benefits him you know because because it shows in his segment so we had to end it with him you know yeah yeah, yeah it's it's uh it's actually cool because we like for instance uh i was a junior in high school when moto the movie came out and i was obsessed with it you know like and i was obsessed with all of them and i grew up watching dirt bike movies never thinking I was going to make dirt bike movies, but here we are. And so like with somebody like, so it's really cool for us that we are making them. And when you get a guy like Derek, who's been watching dirt bike movies his whole entire life and has always dreamed of having his own segment in a movie to kind of have like that combination, I think is really great for making cool content because uh, we're both just there enjoying the moment and, and making each other's dreams come true. And it's, uh, I think, that's why you can really produce a segment like that because it was just i mean we just loved every second of it you know all right um you guys did zach down at the baker's factory and you did cody webb at his place up in northern california and uh i think there's got to be a challenge that comes with filming at a location that everybody's seen before like how do you put your spin on alden's place because everybody's seen like you know the hanging trees and the sand and the gym and all that stuff, but man, you guys killed it. Um, how do you find like, this is our look, this is what this stuff looks like to us and how do you get that to portray on camera? Yeah, I mean, it, it is tough. We, it seems like every year due to a sponsor or whatnot, we, all the top riders are at the Baker factory, right? That's no surprise to anyone, you know? And, and so if you want to work with 
any of the top guys, they can't leave their program at all, right? They're like, hey, dude, we'd love to work with you guys, but you got to come film me at the Baker factory. And, and Alden Baker was just amazing to us this year and really let us kind of do our thing and go where we wanted to go. But at the same time, we had to stick to their schedule, you know, and you don't know their schedule until that day. You know, I mean, again, we I think we were in Florida for like four or five days and, you know, they were supposed to ride on Monday. And then we get a text. Oh, sorry, we're not riding today. We're just doing bicycle work. Right. And then Tuesday, you know, they they do two 20 minute motos and stuff. So that's it's tough. Um, I don't know, man. We we just we just do us. And then Dom, you know, it does his magic on the editing and uh makes it tries to make it a little different and uh i think going into florida like that we went to the uh ww national you know and uh to show zach there and how hot it was and all that stuff was it helped his segment for sure so that was exactly like the next question that i wanted to lead into for you like how sick was it to shoot at a national not a lot of people get to really do that and have full creative control there's a lot of stuff you guys have to jump through hoops wise with television partners the promoters all that stuff i was so pumped to see that on a big screen yeah uh dude it's crazy i mean i wish it wasn't ungodly hot there you know i sweat a lot that day were cameras like overheating uh no the reds i mean they're essentially just a little computer with some big fans in them so the fans are like ripping all day long but um but they've been pretty resilient to that luckily uh it's more so me you know i'm (laughs) we're dying the whole time um it's it's amazing though like i i still i've now been able to shoot at three nationals and i have like my my passes hanging up in my room you know because it's still like so wild to me that i'm there with the camera at a national pretty much getting to walk around and do whatever i want you know it's just uh i mean i'm sure after a while that could get old but man it's freaking cool you know yeah exactly right so yeah it's it, it was really cool and it was i think an important part of what you're kind of getting at with trying to do something a little different because yeah we essentially know what we're going to do at are going to be able to get at uh alden's place but then that's also where yeah let's try to get zach to to be more involved and and to show what he wants to say or what he wants to portray and then to mix it up let's do the national because it's right down the street and all that so um yeah it's i don't know if i even answered your question there but yeah well to answer your your real question getting the credentials to be able to film it's tough it's really tough every year i mean mx sports has been awesome to us um we yeah that's my department uh we were actually going to be filming zach at hangtown um this year and i mean we went there and we just didn't hear back from mx sports they're like oh you're good to go you're good to go but we never like got real confirmation and we we got confirmation that morning that we can go film you know and we're like and it rained so we didn't want to film it anyways or whatnot so uh but you know they mx sports works closely with nbc um and you know thanks to brandon actually over at mx sports for getting us dialed um we have to stick to i think it's 60 seconds of race and practice footage and that's kind of the only deal that we have to abide by um but yeah it's super hard it goes by quick i mean two slow-mo shots is 60 seconds damn near uh but yeah i mean it's uh it's it's crazy to be able to be one of the few to go film, um, you know, a national. So I'm hoping this next year, you know, we could dabble with Feld and do some Supercross stuff. We never got to do that. And I feel like we can make Supercross look pretty cool. Um, 
I got a couple more questions. We'll take a commercial break, and we'll come back in and talk about the tour because I really want people to come to this tour thing. There's a lot of benefit to it from a fan's perspective, but before we get to that, um, I think, like, the coolest thing and the biggest takeaway was, especially as I watched Beckering's part, was, like, hey, man, there, there's not just one way to make a living in, in the motorcycle industry, riding a motorcycle, whatever, and that was cool because... I, you guys realize that like you want to show people you don't just have to be a racer you don't have to do this all the time you can be whatever and still make a living off of it as long as you're having fun and you want to try is that the whole agenda to this movie yeah i mean in a lot of ways um also a lot of like the driving factor i think is like there's like you said there's a lot of ways to make a living and there's a lot of ways to watch and enjoy people riding dirt bikes and so i want like the moto guy to watch say cody webb's segment and be like okay trail riding's pretty dang cool you know or or, or free ride or, or whatnot and um so yeah i think we just want to be able to showcase like yeah every every little aspect in each movie i really want to be really diverse in in that way because um you got to have moto you got to have trails you got to have all that stuff but like you can also have some stuff that makes people go whoa like that really caught me by surprise you know and 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 yeah show, showcase that there is fun to be had in so many different uh, aspects, even the race grind, you know? So, yeah. Is there a, uh, for either of you, is there a discipline that you prefer to shoot the most? Is it free riding? Do you like being at the tracks because it's all close? Do you like when you get to go out in the woods and have to climb over rocks and trees and all that? It's a, that's a catch-22 because um, motocross is nice because it's usually two 30-minute motos. It's really hot, but your day is short, you know? Uh, free ride... Free ride segments like the Tom one is they're exhausting because it's just it's up up at sunrise, home, and by the time you're charging batteries and offloading footage, I mean it's midnight, you know. So we're running on fumes, and they're just long days in the middle of nowhere, um, and and there's a lot of effort involved. And trails are the same way, you know. It's really hard to make a cool trail segment because uh, it's just so much. Or getting there is, is so much work, so. I would say free ride though because it lets the riders be creative and it lets uh, me personally feel really creative. Uh, so for me, that's that would be my answer. What about you? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same. It, it's filming motocross is definitely the easiest, but we're not in it for it to be easy yeah. anymore. You know, I mean, it's it's our movie and, and we want it to be cool. Uh, I personally always enjoy shooting uh, off-road because uh, I grew up riding off-road with my dad and, and buddies and stuff. Uh, free ride's probably the coolest to film because you're watching, I mean, we're, we get to film it and show, you know, the world what we're seeing, but we're there watching it with our own eyes, you know, and to see Tom drop a 80-foot drop in front of you, you know, is like, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah, and terrifying. But I remember those two weeks with him, and I think I slept for like 48 hours straight when we got home because we were so exhausted, you know, and, and you are in the middle of nowhere, not eating properly, not sleeping properly, and, and busting your ass all day, you know what I mean? because you're trying to make something cool you know yeah and like we you know we're there digging we're doing all that stuff uh on top of filming and and um so yeah i don't know it's it's uh free ride is definitely the hardest motocross is always the easiest okay with the tom parts or anybody really are you ever like hey dude you don't have to do that like that's burly that's too much like please don't do that because we don't need a life flight out of here today 
Yeah, um, you know, luckily we are dealing with professionals, um, and we never, we never ever push them out of their comfort zone. If they, if Tom goes, hey, I really want this to be my part, and I feel comfortable doing it, we're not going to say no, but we're never going to ask, you know. And uh, luckily, we've been blessed. Um, you know, we've had a couple of pretty bad crashes. You know, I think Robbie Marshall broke his leg in front of me. You know, we've, I've watched Tom knock himself out. You know, and and. Uh, um, but yeah, there, you know, people always say, where's the crashes in the movie? And it's like, we didn't have any of this year, you know what I mean? Which is a good thing. Like we don't want them, you know? And, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that we do work with professionals. Yeah. Um, all right. Back to the logistics thing, uh, shooting a race. That's, I mean, you gotta get passes you gotta do all that stuff, get hotels, uh, to shoot in a surgical room. Like a, how do you do that? Yeah, uh, I was actually all Dom. He went. Uh, oh, it, wasn't, it was you this time. Yeah, you, you took over the logistics. No, 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 no. I handled the logistics. We both flew to uh, Chicago, uh, and it was cool because Cody was originally just gonna go get his arm pump surgery by himself. And uh, I think looking back, he's super thankful that we were there to help him aside from filming. Um, and it was awesome for us because we got to when you see a segment i mean it's pretty badass you know and we left out a lot of shots right because it, it was borderline too gory or whatnot um yeah, thank you for not i've seen yeah. enough of the inside of racers in my lifetime i was so pumped when i was just like okay i'm not gonna have to see the inside of cody's arms <laughs> yeah there's a little bit um but logistically i mean cody helped us out with that one i you know got on the phone with the doctor kind of filled him in on what we're looking to do and and, you know, he was pumped and, and was like, dude, you guys can have full access to anywhere you want in our in the surgery room. Dom had to get in scrubs and, and you know, and that. And we're like, there's no need for two of us in there. Um, so Dom just handled that one. And, uh, yeah, it, it was actually really cool because, like, I, I'm not squeamish at all, you know, so I was really looking forward to it. But I, I totally felt like a burden in there, you know, like just because I, I didn't want to get in the way. I mean, it's a it was a big, big deal. And. But they thought we were like Hollywood. It was so rad. Like they were so welcoming and so nice. And like the doctor's like snipping his fascia in his arms and giving me a play-by-play, you know. And like nurses are moving out of the way, and I'm just—I mean, I'm in it with a long there lens. Like eight people in there? Yeah, there was like eight people. It was so—it was so rad. What's up, dude? Uh, so it was—it was so fun to to film, um, and it was really fun to edit too because it was like I was just something you. you we knew we were making something that nobody had really seen before and uh i thought that was it was just it was such a cool experience all right let's take a quick break uh we'll have a commercial real quick and then we'll come back i want to talk about this tour because this is this is rad i think what you guys are getting ready to embark on over the next few weeks as you've done every year past is the best way to connect to the fans right in their face so we'll, we'll be right back Hi, this is Dean Wilson from the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team. Right now, Husqvarna Motorcycles has many different incentives to put you on the bike of your dreams. Visit an authorized Husqvarna Motorcycles dealer to take advantage of limited time offers on the innovative street models, versatile dual sports, and even competitive minis for the kids. Check out Husqvarna-Motorcycles.com offers to learn more today. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the Swap Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barja, and myself, Adam Ciantrillo, require the best performance. 
which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com to see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer, and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails, or if you want to go a bit further longer and faster they they just brought out a new taser e-bike which is uh, yeah everyone's given the double thumbs up on so head down to your local intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at intensecycles.com check it out guys what's up this is christian craig as a motocross racer being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling and whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Riders like Justin Cooper, Don Frandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Inchingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. Alright, so we're back right now. Um... Again, sorry for the noise. We're literally right next to, like, one of the nicest roads in Oceanside, California. But it is what it is. Uh, you guys are getting ready to embark on quite the tour. Um, first two nights, you guys showed the video. Last night, the night before. Now it's a trip across the East Coast, which starts on Monday. Uh, how is it to put together a tour to go to all these little towns that really Moto doesn't go to? There is a local riding scene. There are tracks. There are dealerships. There are pro races that go to. But it doesn't get the attention and the, the glamour that it deserves, really. They probably feel like Hollywood did show up that weekend. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, let me give you a little backstory on the whole tour. Um, so it was Moto5, I met Taylor Congdon, and he was like, hey, you could come work for me if you figure out a way to pay for yourself. And I was like, well, let's do a tour for your movies. And, uh, you know, so we started, uh, it was eight years ago, or seven, seven or eight years ago, I forget, but our very first premiere was actually where we were at last night in Encinitas. I think oh, we really? had, yeah. So it's a nice coming around. Yeah, it was a full circle moment last night. You know, we had, I think, 200 people that year, you know. Uh, and fast forward to now, you know, we started with, six premieres the first year then eight the second then 12 and then it got into the 20s and now we're just shy we're at 28 or 29 premieres this year uh and it's one of the raddest experiences ever i mean 
Dom and I want to kill, kill each other by the end of it, um, you know, in the past because we hopped in a motorhome to lower our expenses and, and, you know, just didn't, we didn't get hotels. We just drove to each location, you know, day after day. And we would go from California to Florida up to New York and back over. And, uh, you know, but after you have each premiere, it's like you just got to have a smile on your face because it's the coolest experience. This year, we're like, okay, if we, if we want to keep doing the premiere tour, which we do, um, it needs to, uh, we need to enjoy it. Like, and we need to, so we bought a Sprinter van uh, and we're going to be, you know, kind of doing a week on, fly home, week off uh, and staying in hotels every night. It would cost us a little bit more money, but, you know, sanity over everything is important. Um, but to, to go to towns like Albuquerque, New Mexico, where the industry is non-existent, I mean, they don't have any races come that way or anything. And, you know, to, to have people show up and see our van and see Dom and I, we go to every premiere right now, you know, and it's, it's us. I mean, people don't even realize we check the tickets out the door and then we hop up on stage and people are like, oh, man, we didn't know it was you guys, you know. Uh, that's it. We have one other guy, one of our best friends, um, Taylor's coming on the tour with us this year. And uh, it's, it's such a cool experience, you know, to, you know, we have shows that have 150 people on the East Coast. Is a, it's a little smaller of a crowd for us. But then, you know, like I said, we have Boise, Idaho, that gets up to 800 people in a line around the corner. And to have that many people come experience motorcycles on a big screen with proper sound and with their buddies, drinking beer, winning prizes from all of our sponsors is, yeah, something you made. It's such an awesome experience, and, and I think people really enjoy it. So it's a lot of work, though, to answer your question. Uh, I mean, we're obviously both way too young. I think we're all, like, I think the... Yeah, I'm 29. 29, Dom's I'm 29. You're... 27 yeah. yeah so we we totally missed that whole on any sunday experience of like going to the theater but this is pretty comparable and i i have to think this is what our dads felt like or people our dad's age or whatever felt when that movie came into town and they sat there and they watched it six times just over and over again like it's cool because there's some little kid that never gets to see motorcycles on the big screen like that it's a different experience yeah it totally is so um yeah, it's 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 crazy. I, I want to keep growing it. You know, it's the future of our company. I would say uh, to to have like the enthusiasm and stoke people out night after night all across the country is it's crazy. Um, you know, we it seems like we have a lot of premieres and we totally do. It's a lot for two dudes to be doing on top of making the movie. But if you look at other action sports industries like uh, TGR or Warren Miller's been doing snow premieres for 69 years i think is this year it's it's insane right and you know they're they have 300 premieres a year right and same with tgr they also have 40 employees so maybe we'll get to there you know some point but i feel bad because we get emails and messages on social media like how come you don't come to our town you don't you know come to this place it would be huge blah blah, blah. and like we would love to and we will get to that point that's you know hopefully soon uh to where we have kind of a couple teams and we have five premieres going on a night across the country um but right now we're, we're just doing the best we can yeah we're already we're already the busiest guys we know you know like by far as far as our travel and, and work schedule so it's like yeah we kind of do all we can but they're so they're just so fun though you want to do them all over you know you don't want anybody to be disappointed. Uh, for people that don't know, like the La Paloma Theater in Encinitas, where you guys debuted the movie last night, was built in the 1920s. Um, 
it's kind of falling apart a little bit. There's some stucco falling off the walls, but it's beautiful inside. And the video quality and the sound quality was amazing in there. Is there standards that you guys have? Like, hey, we just can't roll up into any town. Like, we want this thing to look good. Or is it like, you got a screen, we'll put it on there? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we need it to be a legit movie theater with a proper screen, proper sound, you know. We've dabbled with going to, like, bars and, and doing that route, and, and it's tough to charge money for tickets for that. You know, I want people to have the popcorn. You know, if there's a bar, it's even better. You know, people have a great time. Um, but, you know, we some town we always try ideal scenario for us is like a la paloma theater uh or in our hometown you know we have a it's called the fremont theater and they're independently owned theaters uh we can't go to like an edwards or a sinmark uh, they charge a ridiculous amount of money they don't let us set up what we need to set up we get the theater 10 minutes before the doors open you know and we just we have to hold ourselves at a higher standard i would say it's not intimate, so when we get to go to like an independent theater where we're, it's just us that night, and and you know our our merch, our signs, our severing Pete, everything's up. Uh, that's what we we need to stick to. So uh, luckily, every year it's kind of the same theaters. We add every year to new ones, of course, but we get to go back to the same theaters and we work with the same theater owners, and they know the program, and and so that's been becoming really really nice for us. So. Um, some of these towns that you guys are getting ready to go to, like Boston's got to be huge. When you go to the Southwick National, I mean, God, everybody's there. Uh, Morgantown, Racer X home, home territory. But, again, that's a lot of moto there. Is there a place that you guys have gone to where you're like, uh, this might not be, like, the biggest thing, and then you show up and it's just a line around the, one, like, line around the door? Uh, yeah, Minneapolis is a good one. There's a ton of really good ones. Uh, we... You know, we, we were able to track our tickets online, you know, and, and kind of gauge it um, there and just social media with the ads that we have running and a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah, the East Coast is, it's a little tougher for us for whatever reason. I, I, the shows are, you know, we've been going every year, but they're definitely like our, our smaller shows compared to the rest of the country. Um, there's been many theaters where we're like, we're never going back there. You know what I mean? Like, because... You know, it, these these premieres are really expensive to run, and to have 50 people show up, you know, we can't have that, unfortunately, because, you know, we're not in to make money on our tour, but we can't lose money either, you know, at the same time. So, uh, yeah, but we're, we're getting the hang of it, you know, and, and premieres, they grow. You know, you can't expect to go to a location and then have it just be sold out that first year. I mean, they typically take four, I would say four years to gain traction. Um, so we'll, we stick at it unless it's just, you know, there's no interest in that town. But the cool thing you guys do, you make it feel like it is a premiere. I mean, it might be the 30th time that the movie's been put on the big screen. You still bring out the step and repeat banner with all the sponsors. There's a carpet, there's lights, there's somebody there to take photos. Everybody can feel like they're a part of it. Yeah, and shout out to all of our sponsors um, for giving away just the raddest prizes. I mean, we we have stuff from Recluse, 100% DVS shoes, um, Hydroflask this year, which we're super pumped uh, that they came on board. Uh, Motorsport.com gives away $250 at every single premiere, and then uh, Fly Racing, yeah, Fly Racing gives away uh, either a complete set of gear or one of their Formula helmets, which is like $650, which is insane. You know, I mean that that uh, we get to give that away. So we we definitely try to make it feel like you're not just coming to see a movie you know we have djs at some of our premieres and when there's a bar it's even better because you know then we're all there just having a really good time i did like how last night right when the 
the screen went dark and everybody got ready to press play, you just heard like the of all the beer cans. Yeah, yeah. yeah the owner's awesome. He, I mean, we even had a beer with him, you know. But uh, yeah, people know it's up, you know. Um, so yeah, the prize thing. That's that's awesome. Uh, we've come we've come to it before. Like I've I think I've been to every one that you guys have had in the last like four or five years. You know, like to come there and think like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch a movie, and then you leave with a set of tennis shoes or a new clutch or a gift card to Motosport or a hell of a brand new helmet. I mean, that's that's rad. I I think that that's the other thing too that's gonna keep people connected. Like with our deal with Swap Moto Live, you know, anytime that we establish a connection with somebody, they're a lifelong fan. You hook up some little kid, he's a lifelong fan. Right, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's crazy to be able to give that away or give, give that amount of stuff away every night. I hope that next year we could get, you know, some more outside sponsors on board and be giving away some really cool stuff, you know what I mean? Like the, the boys at TGR, they were at uh, what, the Denver premiere like the night after us and we're in the lobby and, and Yeti just sent like four ice chests, you know what I mean? You're like... Okay, so we gotta get you know, get, yeah, we gotta step it up, you know. If they're doing that, uh, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's it's really cool. Okay, so Dom, for you, when you when you guys go through all this stuff and you get to press play on that, like, does it get old where you're just like press play, walk away, and not watch again? Are you like, okay, how's this playing out? How's this transitioning? How's the crowd taking it? Because when a clip ends or something really burly happens, like everybody lights up and the whole room fills up with with noise. Yeah, it's it's a man, it's an emotional roller coaster to be honest with you. I mean, I'm really proud of what we created, but uh, I know for me, I'm just my own biggest critic. To, uh, so like, I'm constantly analyzing it and learning from it. You know, like, oh, okay, well, I'll never do that again, or I'll never make that mistake again, or or yeah, we're listening to the crowd and trying to, you know, that's I think how we kind of fell upon this format a little bit was was just. Uh, the crowd reaction over the last few few years you kind of get a feel for what people like or what people i mean we're just fans of the sport too you know so we kind of know what we would like to see and what we always liked seeing um so so yeah i mean i think honestly it might get more entertaining for me as it progresses through the tour because i'm not so nervous that it's uh, about the reception because i mean you know we put our heart and souls into this like I mean, every, uh, it's just, this movie means so much to us um, that the last thing you want to do is get up on stage and show it to, and people, you know, not have a great reaction to it. So, it, so like, the first two premieres are, are really nerve-wracking, and I, I almost don't even get to enjoy watching it as much as I wish I did, but um, last night was really relieving, and, and uh, you know, going forward, I'll enjoy it more, um, but there will come a point where I just will go grab a beer or something like that you know once i know the movie's gonna keep playing and and uh there's gonna be no issues you know okay. um a couple years ago when we were at Transworld, the company that owned us at the time before they killed us uh, <laughs> they submitted a bunch of our a bunch of the titles within the building to i can't even remember the name of it now but it's like a uh award ceremony deal and we got nominated against the likes of like espn the magazine and gq and like a shot that Mike Emery did of Ken Roxon's arm all scarred up from like very first like post-surgery cover that Ken had had was up for an award up against a GQ cover of LeBron. And I'm a guy that loves magazines and, and I like all the artwork and all the stuff that goes into it. And for us to be considered like, you know, it was my idea to put Ken on the cover and Don agreed with it. Mike did such an amazing job shooting it. 
So to see all of our stuff come together and be like recognized on this mainstream platform was huge. And, and I still can't believe it sometimes, you know, I mean, we lost, which was whatever, but are you guys trying to get some critical like mainstream acclaim with this? Is that the goal or is it just like, yeah, we just want to stoke out the moto industry? I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, we are. Um, I think, you know, in some ways we have to convince ourselves that we're worthy of that. You know, it's kind of a crazy thought to, to be like, oh yeah, well we could submit it to a film fest, you know, like, I guess, yeah, we can, you know, and why not? Yeah, but, but we don't, we don't really think like that sometimes for better or for worse, I guess. I mean, we want to stoke, yeah, we want to stoke out the moto industry. I just want people to come or watch the movie anywhere and be stoked about it. Like, that's the biggest thing for me. I mean, I don't really care about the recognition. I don't really care about being famous or anything because, I mean, it's the moto industry. You never be famous, but I don't care about any of that stuff. I just want people to really enjoy what we're, what we're making. And um, so because of that, like, we kind of have to push ourselves, I think, to to branch out a little bit and do some film fest and stuff like that, because why not, right? I mean, it, it makes you look bigger, it, it helps the brand, um, but it's kind of an afterthought, and so, yeah, I think this year we probably will start, we don't even know anything about them, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Okay. Nothing. I wouldn't even, I couldn't even tell you how to submit to a film fest. I mean, I, we're like total film nerds now, you know, but like, this all has just been such a crazy roller coaster of just taking on challenges and 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 getting to where we are that like there hasn't even been time to be invested in that in that manner you know and so maybe that's step the next step so is it like be like spike jones and you do a couple skate videos and then one day you're directing like yeah 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 videos and then you have like a an emmy winning movie and all that i don't think well i, I mean that sure that'd be cool because that sounds like a lot of cool uh, a lot of money but uh you know I don't have any desire to be like Hollywood because because we're only two guys. We wear so many different hats, and we like that a lot. You know, well, it sucks, but we like that because I don't have anybody telling me when to hit record. I don't. I'm not telling him, uh, you know, to do. Oh, sorry. I'm not telling him to do certain things. Uh, like a, a Hollywood set, I think would be really boring, and and uh, we just want the creative freedom to do whatever we feel is right at the time um so yeah I, I don't even look at hollywood i'm like oh i would love to do that because i don't really think i would okay with it being the two guys thing uh anything that happens has to go from one of you two to the other yeah. is there ever this like weird tension where you're just like i want to do this and a guy didn't get it you have to sell your idea to each other or are you all on the same wavelength we we both trust each other so much uh especially both having different roles you know like uh in a way like I, I trust him uh, with everything, you know, I, I, there's not one day that I doubt that and, and uh, I've said it before, I, I think we probably trust, we, we probably believe in each other more than we believe in ourselves um, and I think that's a really big factor for why this works because uh, I know that he trusts me to make something cool and I trust him to make sure that financially we can make it happen and I think it's just a winning combination, you know, it's like the yin and the yang, we're like brothers, you know, it's pretty sweet. Jason, for you, um, it might be a little risky to have a tour, you know, before you guys release it, because the movie itself doesn't come out till November 22nd. Yep. But November 12th. 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 Sorry. Yeah, I get my dates confused. No worries. No uh, worries. But for you guys, though, like you can't put, the, you could it'd be sick to put the thing out now. But if you did it, nobody's gonna come to the tour because they're just gonna watch it at home. Yeah, that's always been my thought, but, uh, you know, other other premiere tours, you know, people, the movie's out before, you know, and it seems to work for them. 
Yeah, free solo, exactly. So, I, you know, it, it's cool to have it. Um, you know, you only ha you only could watch our film if you come to the tour right now, and that's cool. I want to keep it that way. It's tough on us because that's a lot of time. I mean, we had our first premiere September twelfth. Uh, and the movie doesn't come out till November 12th digitally. Um, and so that's a lot of time that we lost, you know, where we could be editing and all that good stuff. So, um, but it, it's cool. It's, it, it's, I think it's just insane that you can come see it in a movie theater um, prior to it being released. All right, boys. I appreciate this. I know you guys have a long drive back up to home today and then a busy week starting next week. I appreciate the time. Good yeah. job, dude. Thank I'm, you, man. Thank I'm, you. I hope everybody that gets the chance, if this thing comes within an hour of you, dude, you, you have to go see it, not just because, like, it's a good video, but you have to support Moto. Like, this is how we're – it's the only way our sport's going to get bigger is if more people come to this stuff because we need dudes like you putting out content like this. Yeah, and, and we want to grow the sport, you know, in our own way um, as a company and just as two Moto nerds, you know. Our sport's – it's big, but it's not, not that big. Uh, and so – yeah, well, that's our goal is to just bring it all over the country and, and show, you know, hopefully we get deals with like Netflix or Red Bull TV or whatnot and people watch our film that don't ride dirt bikes and it inspires them to, to ride or even, let's say, Vicky Golden segment. I mean, hopefully a mom's in the crowd going, oh, I could, you know, she could do it, I could do it. Or even the Daxon Bennett, you know, he's 13 years old and to have a little kid be able to watch it and see the platform that, you know, they could be at, um, that's kind of what we like, so. But, hey, appreciate everything that you're doing for us, and uh, glad you liked it. All right, boys, we'll talk soon. Uh, hey, if you guys are on the website right now, the trailer is just below where this player is embedded, the podcast player. Give it a watch. Go to the website. It's hyperlinked all over this page right now. Go find out where the tour is around you. Buy some merch. Buy whatever. Thanks, boys. I'll see you soon. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy.